right, let's do it. Hello, Shannon and Dr. Tarbox. I have a five-year-old with autism. She is in a regular classroom, but is lacking the supports she needs to be successful. I don't think her teacher knows anything about autism and doesn't help or modify her work. She has a lot of anxieties and fears and isn't on the same level academically as her peers. She gets speech and OT at school. What can I do to help her? Whose job is it to modify her classwork? She has an IEP. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds like a pretty significant challenge. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's one that we actually hear quite a bit, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure even where to start. First of all, whose job is it? Uh, well, first of all, she has an IEP, so that's good, right? That's mm -hmm. the first step. Uh, whose job is it to make things work, right? Well, I guess it's, I'd say it's the school district's job, right? To make sure that things are working in the classroom to provide your child a free and appropriate education. So now specific details like modifying curriculum, uh, modifying the work so that it's at her level, um, putting in supports to help her pay attention or focus or stay on task, uh, help motivate her to do the classwork, et cetera. Uh, who exactly is going to do that? All of, the, all of those details should be specified in the IEP, correct? Yeah. Um, and so if it's not being taken care of, then that she needs to speak up, right? And, and, Absolutely. And, and make your demands heard that my child is not succeeding and that's not acceptable. Yeah. That IEP is a legal document and everything that's in it. And one of the reasons why we all get, I had an IEP meeting last week. One of the reasons why we all get so stressed around an IEP meeting is that that IEP is powerful. That's Absolutely. a legal document, and, and uh, you know, it's almost like, think of it as a bat, right? It's a big old bat, and whatever it says on that bat's going to happen, or somebody's in trouble. Somebody's accountable, jobs can be lost over it. It is a legal matter that a, that a court and a judge can get involved in, and, uh, and schools know that if they are not in compliance with that IEP, they're in deep, deep, kimchi as we like to say right <laughs> um deep kimchi because uh they may owe you monetary restitution <laughs> they may owe you a different setting i mean it can get ugly uh and schools understand that they understand that portion of it someone some administrator understands that if your iep is not being followed through on they got to make it happen or they will have to pay so you want to make sure that the right things are in the iep and there are some things that should be in every single iep and obviously it ha it has to include who is responsible so pull that iep out and if you can't find it call the school and say i need it and i need it today um, they need to give you the copy of the iep it may be that the teacher hasn't even seen the IEP and listen we, we hear about that all the time I I'm a former teacher and uh, you know I would get a notice you're invited to this student's IEP meeting and it would be maybe in April when I've had the student since September and it was the first time I knew that that child had an IEP okay and and I only had that child for one period of a class but it would have helped me ever so much to have known what was on that IEP that I was responsible for teaching. So don't assume that the teacher knows. Right. <laughs> they may not. I love, we, we have one guest who's been on the show who says at the beginning of the year, she likes to take um, one of those um, uh, sheet protectors. And on one side, she slides in the IEP. On the other side, she slides in the BIP. Mm -hmm. And then she affix magnets to it so that and gives it to every single person who's on their child's team at the school. And the magnets are so that they can put it on like a file cabinet or something else. Or they, they, I think most magnets will work on most whiteboards um, so that there's a place that they can hang it and put it. Uh, and I think that's a great idea because you shouldn't assume that they already know. But it 
it should say on the IEP, it breaks Absolutely. it down, who is responsible for teaching this, how many minutes they're responsible for teaching it, uh, you know. So you first want to, as, as Dr. Tarbach said, identify what that is. You can request uh, an IEP meeting anytime you want. Right. And, and it sounds like, I mean, it's entirely possible that the supports that your child need are not actually specified on the IEP. I mean, it's, you know, just because you have an IEP doesn't mean that it's adequate. Yep. Yep. So there may be additional supports that your daughter needs. Right. And you always have the right to ask for testing. Um, and a lot of times school will, schools will want to do testing before they put new services in place. But right. you can ask for the testings. And they, in states, uh, most states it's like a 30-day, but in some it's 45 days. So you'll want to check um, that they have to to do the testing within that time period. So they can't draw it out a whole year and say, oops, right. we just didn't get to it. Um, so look at the IEP first, see what's written on it to see what's there. And uh, you can absolutely call an IEP meeting to change it all. And if you need to do that, write us back and we'll talk more about that. There you go. It is, there's two IEP seasons and we're certainly in one of them. But bless your heart, you're on it. And that's a wonderful thing. Yep, that's the first step. It is. It's absolutely the first step. Okay.